We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. There's lots of evidence that exposure to nature has calming effects on the body, mind, and soul. Surrounding oneself with greenery, water, and trees can do wonders in relieving stress, anxiety, and tension. Talmar is a testament to those claims. A perfect setting for therapeutic programs, it comprises several acres, including field and greenhouse farming, chickens, a babbling stream, and gently sloping hills. In a few minutes, we'll hear from some participants and their family members. Yeah, I could say Talmar uh, gives Bradley an opportunity to, you know, get off the couch and be outside and be independent. Here to tell us more about it is Kate Joyce, Talmar's executive director. Welcome to On the Record, Kate. Thank you for having me. Why was Talmar started? Talmar was started in 1998 by a horticultural therapist in Harford County. And uh, it's my understanding that she started it because horticultural therapists are traditionally greenhouse trained, but she understood the value of being outside in nature on a farm and getting folks outside. Um, The organization was invited to move to Baltimore County in 2005, and we've been operating inside of Cromwell Valley Park since then. Tell us about the programming. What, what happens there? So Talmar operates what we call a horticultural therapy center, and we have um, therapeutic horticulture programs, vocational training, and supported volunteer programs for people with disabilities. Among our vocational programs, we have a VA farms program. It's a compensated work therapy program for veterans, and we have vocational training for civilians with disabilities. Our therapeutic horticulture programs work with um, an occupational therapist. We have social programs for folks uh, who are trying to work on individual and independent skills, but are really looking for a social environment. And we also have just direct occupational therapy for folks who maybe are recovering from a stroke or want one-on-one support in a farm environment. Then our supported volunteering is straight up volunteering, but we provide one-on-one supports or group support depending on everybody's needs. A lot going on. How yes. m- how many how many clients? How many people are involved in receiving these services? So we call them participants. Participants, and we expect about three hundred this year. Over the course of the year. over the course of the year, a lot. Most people come weekly. Tell me more about the participants. Organizations like ours are typically called care farms. Care farms are farms that either employ people with disabilities, provide programs for people with disabilities, that sort of thing. A lot of care farms specialize in one type of disability. So you might go to a care farm that specializes in supporting people or employing people with autism. Talmar does not discriminate in that sort of way. We serve anybody who would like our services. So the therapeutic horticulture programs sometimes are groups that come from agencies. Like um, every Tuesday we have a group that comes from itinerous, and itinerous serves adults with autism. Um, Prior to the pandemic and sporadically since the pandemic, we've had maybe a group from Shepherd Pratt or the League for People with Disabilities. So 
those are groups that might come for programming. We also have um, in our social groups, those tend to be folks who are doing the self-directed funding that's available in the state of Maryland where you get to pick your own therapeutic programs. Um, so we we have folks with um, autism, Down syndrome, schizophrenia, traumatic brain injury, like a stroke, um, a wide variety of people who come for therapeutic programs. Let me make sure I, I understand a bit about the funding. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming many of the groups you're talking about like you mentioned, Shepard Pratt, mm-hmm. I assume some funding comes with them. But then you said there's also people mm-hmm. who essentially are attached to some funding that they can bring themselves. Well, actually, we charge $10 an hour for the to for occupational therapy, for the therapeutic horticulture program, because we don't want cost to be a barrier. So most of our funding comes from fundraising, like donations from individuals in the community, grants, um, or fee-for-service for the Veterans Program. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast, speaking with Kate Joyce, Executive Director of Talmar, a center for outdoor therapeutic programs. We're talking about some of the programs that take place there. Accessibility mm-hmm. for everyone is a big priority at Talmar. Tell us about that. Accessibility is one of the driving factors in all of our decision-making We lease land from Baltimore County's Department of Rec and Parks. So we're in a park. It's rolling hills. As we make program adaptations and changes, we always make sure they're as accessible as possible. So we have a wheelchair-accessible greenhouse. We have added, this year alone, we added 11 raised beds close to our parking pad so that um, they're wheelchair-accessible. We have wind chimes around the campus so that the wind chimes are so that people with low vision who acclimate by sound can hear if they're in a therapeutic space or a workspace. Um, We had students from the Maryland School for the Blind come last spring for their spring semester with two rec therapists, and I really peppered those rec therapists with a lot of questions to make sure that we were as accessible as possible for their students. Um, And as we move forward, for example, we have seven beehives using traditional Langstroth hives, like, like what you think of when you think of beehives if you are American. And those are very heavy to lift straight up. So as we look at evolving our beekeeping program, we're hoping to transition to what's called Aja hives. They're built into a building so that you can access from the back. You only need dexterity in one hand to lift out one frame. So instead of lifting 60 pounds at a time, you're lifting one pound at a time. You can do it from a seated position. Uh, So all of our decisions are based on how will this be as accessible as possible. You have a sensory garden there. What is that? A garden that's really designed to stimulate as many senses as possible. It has um, spiky plants, plants with really soft leaves like lamb's ear, really aromatic herbs, mint, lavender, pineapple sage, um, It's got a water feature and wind chimes so that you can really um, touch, 
taste, hear, smell things while you're in the garden. We've added um, raised beds and benches because that is where our uh, memory cafe program takes place, which is for people with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, and other memory loss. And they tend to focus on the sensory garden. It is always evolving whenever our occupational therapist learns about a deer resistant plant that is somehow cool, either a good texture or a good smell or something, uh, we add it. You have a program coming up at the end of next week, December 2nd, for kids to visit Santa in a low sensory environment. Tell us about that. Yes, it is not limited just to children. It's limited to people who want to meet Santa. Um, We have learned from our participants that the mall and other places where you might meet Santa is loud or um, the lights are too much or there's something going on. So we um, have Santa in a farmhouse with one elf and um, you register for a free ticket online so that it's one family at a time as with Santa. And um, we have ramps going into the farmhouse. You get five minutes with Santa, no flashing lights. It's just him and his elf uh, to take pictures, give him your Christmas list, talk to him. And um, you're really, you're part of our Christmas tree sale. So you will go through Christmas trees and see the, the farm at Christmas, but you are really in a quiet farmhouse with Santa. And the Christmas tree sale starts the day after Thanksgiving, right? November 24th? Yes. The Christmas tree sale starts Black Friday at noon. It runs noon to 5 on Friday, 10 to 5 Saturday and Sunday, and the same hours the following weekend. What do you most want listeners to understand about what happens at Talmar? Talmar has existed inside of Cromwell Valley Park for 18 years, and I still run into people who have never heard of us. I think what I'd like people to learn from this is that we exist and that we're an excellent resource for people with disabilities who want to be outside. Not everybody has to want to get their hands dirty. Last week, actually, we added an artist. So our Thursday social group is art-focused because we had some... um, participants who just really wanted to be at Talmar. They appreciated the serene environment, the quiet space, but they have some sensory issues that meant they were not putting their hands in the soil. So our occupational therapist uh, reached out to an artist who comes on Thursdays to run art-focused social group. So I just want people to know that we're there and we build programs around the needs of our participants. And uh, we're in a public park, so anybody's welcome to stop by and say hey anytime. This all sounds wonderful. Thanks for telling us about it. Thank you for inviting me in. Kate Joyce is Talmar's executive director. We've been talking about the horticultural therapy programming that happens there. We have links to the low sensory Santa visit and the Christmas tree sale at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. Short break on the record. When we're back, Talmar participants talk about what keeps them coming back year after year. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us.
Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Today, we're hearing about Talmar, a nature center where people with disabilities can go to socialize, learn, and recharge through hands-on outdoor activities. We just heard from Kate Joyce, the executive director. Now on the record, senior producer Melissa Gear takes us on a visit to Talmar, where she meets up with Joyce to get a feel for the place. Welcome to Talmar. Uh, we lease land from Baltimore County Rec and Parks, and we operate a horticultural therapy center. So I'm just going to show you all the, the important parts, okay? Um, we have a wheelchair accessible greenhouse. We use it year round, and anything that we're growing in the fields, we also grow in the greenhouse for participants that cannot get out to the field. When you first walk in, you're gonna hear a wind chime. We have wind chimes installed all around the campus so that people with low vision who acclimate by sound can acclimate. We have two tones. One tone that's really for workspaces, and one tone that's for more therapeutic spaces. So we're in the greenhouse. You see our tables move. These boxes are empty now, but in season, you see everything we grew outside, we grew inside. Here we have zucchini and corn and beans. So this is what you would call a three sisters garden. Uh, traditional Native American way of planting. We grew a 6,000 square foot pizza this year outside. It's a big circle divided into wedges. So we grew a Lido style pizza inside, a rectangular one, uh, tomatoes, basil, eggplant, peppers, marigolds, wheat, and onions. Marigolds? Marigolds are a good companion plant Bugs don't like the way they smell. And in the back, we have um, houseplants. Our compensated work therapy program for veterans, um, the VA hospital in Perry Point has a, has a houseplant adoption program for their inpatient program where uh, veterans whose symptoms include lack of self-care can adopt a houseplant. And they really talk about like, oh, if my plant isn't looking healthy, I haven't been taking care of that. Let me really look on myself and see if I'm taking care of myself. So we had a veteran named Dara working for us this year. And she said she loved the idea of a houseplant adoption program. So she uh, received donated houseplants and we have a nursery in the back so that we can adopt them out to our participants whose uh, symptoms include lack of self-care so they can replicate that. In the back right, we have our tropical plants. These spend the summer outside. It's olive trees, banana trees, coffee plants. Uh, they're inside for the winter. This is, wow, uh, really comprehensive. <laughs> yes. We, this is a year-round greenhouse, so we keep this. Uh, something's always growing in here, and then our therapeutic program meets in here when the weather is terrible. We have two fields that we call Field A and Field B. Field A has seven beehives. I'm warned. <laughs> the bees are friendly. They don't care about you. <laughs> this is one that we actually caught as a swarm. It grew, it doubled in size really, and this year we harvested 350 pounds of honey. There's another wind time. Now we're in Field B. 
So here we have, this is a 90 foot tunnel. These were installed at the behest of some of the veterans in our program who said they struggled with squatting and sustaining a squat. So we can grow vertically all the way up. Cucumbers, beans, loofahs, tomatoes can grow up and you can harvest standing. So this is an above ground tunnel that we're yes. looking at. It's almost like an arbor um, that runs the whole. How, how long is this, do you think? This one is 90 feet. Oh, wow. And we created it using T-posts and cattle panels from Tractor Supply. We wanted to make it very affordable so that people could replicate this at home. Up here, this magnificent circle that I don't know if you can still see, but I can send you a drone photo, is the pizza. Ah, okay. okay. This is where the pizza lives. This is where the pizza lives. Um, Ahmed Bakayoko, who's a local artist, came up and outlined the entire thing. It's a big circle, drew the wedges and tilled it. And then we divided it into six wedges, red tomatoes, yellow tomatoes, basil, onion, eggplant, and peppers. And wheat. Well, it, it, the crust was wheat. So the entire thing was encircled in wheat. And we harvested it, you know, as time came. We have three and a half gallons of pizza sauce and um, a quart of pesto. And on Saturday, we're having a pizza party. Yeah, so that was just, it was very, it was very fun because we found with our participants, they really embraced having a named project. Like, I worked on the pizza today instead of, I weeded row three. So next year, we think we'll add uh, peanut butter and jelly and the ingredients for stone soup. This is the spot where veterans who've completed our VA Farms program, but want to come back to Talmar just for quiet time, always say that they come to sit. They do their sit spots here at Mine Bank Run. This is On the Record. I'm Melissa Gear. Today I'm on location to learn more about Talmar, where people with disabilities can go to socialize, learn, and recharge through hands-on outdoor activities. I just walked through the grounds with Kate Joyce, the executive director. Now I meet up with occupational therapist Jamie Sumagi. She's the horticulture therapy program manager at Talmar. Well, horticultural therapy is um, using plants, whether it be vegetables, fruits, flowers, um, as a therapeutic modality. Um, and we work with people with um, varying degrees of disability. I also work with um, people recovering from traumatic brain injury and stroke. Um, so, yeah, we use plants as a, a way for people to um, rehabilitate. And you're talking about growing the plants, not just consuming or... Yeah, so here at Talmar, my goal is for clients to experience plants from seed to the end product. So that could be consuming it um, or using it in um, horticultural activities, such as making crafts. Today we're making loofah bird feeders um, for the birds to enjoy during these colder months. Very familiar. Yeah, I know. 
So the plan for today, guys, is to make these loofah bird feeders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll hang a couple of them up. And you're also free to take some home if you want. And then after we're done making them, they <clears> still have to dry. After we're done making them, um, we'll eat some chips and uh, drink some grape juice. <laughs> yep. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. And you're just gonna cut about one inch. Okay, one inch is good. One inch rounds. There. Yeah, that's Looks good. That's good. You wanna cut a couple, Bradley? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold it here. And just bring it back and forth. Yeah, I could say Talmar uh, gives Bradley an opportunity to, you know, get off the couch and be outside and be independent. He's not outside with me, taking direction from me. Uh, this way, he's on his own and, and he, you know, independently doing some farming. And, and I, I like that idea that he doesn't have to, you know, be told what to do. He can do it himself. I just, I just think it gave him another interest. Before Talmar, he never was interested in gardening. And now he does a little gardening at home and planting at home. And he never would have taken that up without Talmar. Go play. You want to try cutting this one? Okay, <laughs> now, now be careful there. Watch yeah. it Only one inch. Okay. Back and forth. You do. Yeah, look at go. You got this. Good job, Derek. You know, he's on the spectrum, but uh, he, he has muscular dystrophy, Becker's, but you can't tell, so it's real mild. So, um, you know, being social is really important for him, and he's an outdoor kind of kid. He loves to be outside. So this was just ideal for him. So he gets excited every Wednesday to come. You want to help me pour this bird food into this one cup? Thank you, Ryan. Okay. One cup of bird seed. And we're gonna mix seed. it. We're gonna mix it all in this uh, container here. I thought that it would appeal to Ryan being outdoors and doing something. He didn't really care to do it at home with me. But I thought if he goes with his friend Bradley, um, he would be more interested. And it worked. So, Ryan, can you find me the one-third cup? Thank you. Yeah, we're going to eat them later, Derek. Do you like those, too? Yeah? Yum, yum, yum. As a parent, like, who doesn't want to sit in this beautiful setting and chat with other parents, you know? It's like we do chat about just regular things, and then we also share resources, and we tell stories, we laugh about our experiences. Um, it's just nice to be with people that have a similar life experience, and you don't have to hide anything or make excuses. Especially when our guys are getting older. You know, when the kids are younger, then you're sharing resources. But when they're older, it's a little harder to find parents who are, are speaking about their kids' special needs. So it's a great opportunity to speak to other parents. and But also 
just to gossip and chat and relax for <laughs> for an hour once a week. On the record, senior producer Melissa Gear spoke with Talmar's program manager, Jamie Sumagi, Randy and Sharon Thomas and their son Bradley, Kirsten Sirak and her son Ryan, and Kimberly Merton and her son Derek. We also heard from Talmar's executive director, Kate Joyce. We have more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow.